All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. That is Jake Vevra, comedian in New York City. I am Nathan Timmel. I am currently in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. The town's so nice, they uh, named it Cuyahoga Falls. Anyway. Nice, nice. Uh, hey, a uh, couple things up front. First thing is a correction. Um, you actually caught this, but I was speaking at the same time, and I didn't hear you. I fucked up last week. Uh, when we were shitting on Roman Polanski, rapist pedophile, I said uh, I, I said he directed the Turns pe- out he's actually a pedophile rapist. <laughs> exactly. And and we, we when we make an error like that, we want to self-correct, so that's what we're doing now. No, actually, I uh, said he directed the piano, and then you said he directed the pianist, and I didn't hear you say that and kept going, but... So, so I don't know how many people heard that uh, your correction, but it is the pianist. It's kind of a small one, man. I think they, I think they did the math on that one. Well, the piano is actually a film. It's uh, directed by Jane. Oh, it wrote Campion, C A M P I O N. It had Holly Hunter in it, and I think, um, uh, 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 shit, the Wolf in Pulp Fiction. Why can't I think of his name? Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel, thank you. I had Harvey in my head, but I didn't. But I had Harvey Weinstein in my head, and I'm like, I'm not going to say Harvey Weinstein because uh, I know it's see, not fucking him. See, I didn't know the him. piano was a movie. Yeah, yeah the, I didn't. Uh, I so I I figured you were talking about the pianist. I, yeah. No, I was just fucking up. I, I I I knew the piano and the pianist were different films, and I knew that Polanski directed. But I would just when I'm talking fast, I said the piano. So all no, apologies. The, the pianist was great, man. That was it was so good that like I'm not glad that he got away with it, but like I I kind of get it, you know. <laughs> that he won the the oscar for such a good film i mean yeah that's the thing is 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 you have some people that get into artistic pursuits are generally flawed in some way or another you don't become a painter or a poet or an like if you have no flaws you become an accountant you know it and so not trying to justify his being a rapist pedophile but i understand it he should be punished for it uh but I get it. You are artists are flawed human beings. I don't know why it is, but that's the case. So, one more thing from last week. Got a message from astute listener Dan. Uh, do you remember what you said last week? You said that uh, we were talking about uh, hanging out with kids and the Cub Scouts, and how if you wanted to be a cu- scout master, uh, we said that uh, you probably shouldn't be a cou- scout master. And you said if you don't pay your taxes, that should be your punishment. Sure. Astute listener Dan pointed out that that is the subject, that is the theme, that is the uh, point of the movie The Mighty Ducks. Is it? I've never seen it, but apparently, I know Emilio Estevez in it is in it, but apparently he gets in trouble with for a white collar crime, and he has to coach the Mighty Ducks as his punishment. And then, of oh, course, that's awesome, man! Then, of course, he he starts to you know like he learns his lesson and learns that kids are awesome and paying your taxes is good. But yeah, so you accidentally accidentally uh, pitched a movie that had already been made. I rewrote the Mighty Ducks. This time I say we do it with Charlie, you know, and it's a totally different movie. Halfway through, he gets fucked up and starts taking the kids to like titty bars. <laughs> and the kids, wait, did I'm drawing a blank? Did uh, Walter Matthau take the kids to a titty bar in the Bad News Bears? I don't think he did. I could uh, I could be wrong though. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Same here. Was that the subject of the Bad News Bears? Did he get in trouble and have to coach that team too? The, I think it might be. The yeah. Mighty Ducks ripped off the Bad News Bears. I think so. Son of a darn. Yeah. I, I never saw the Billy Bob Thornton one, but uh, who knows. All right. I, I, I didn't yeah, I send... I forgot they remade that one. What's that? 
They remade that one with Billy Bob Thornton. I, I forgot that. Yeah, it was a remake, and I never saw it because uh, I, I don't yeah, know I don't think I, I never did saw either. it. So here, here's the news. Uh, I think grown men that watch kids' movies without kids should be fucking locked up, you know? I, I think we should just preemptively lock them up. There's something weird about that. Mm, I always liked kid movies before I had kids. I remember watching Aladdin in the theater, and I had no kids when I was in my 20s. Uh, oh, I didn't realize that. Well, then you should be locked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. I'm sticking to my guns on this. Uh, my eyes were on the screen, not the uh, surrounding audience. No, I remember being in my 20s and going to see movies like Aladdin and uh, Finding Nemo. And I would always go to like the 9 p.m. showing or the, you know, the latest one possible. Because you know, I wanted to see the movie because I liked Pixar movies. I liked Disney movies. I liked cartoons. Uh, I find them. I like them. They they make good films, but I also, at that point in my life, did not like kids, and I didn't want to be surrounded by them when I was trying to sure. watch a movie. So whenever I would go see a kid's movie, I would go to the weeknight latest showing so that any kid that was in there would be like, you have shitty parents. If, you're, if your parent sure. is taking a five-year-old to see uh, Aladdin at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday, that's a shitty parent. Yeah, that's true. Can't be, it can't be a lot of them. Yeah, what, why do they even have that latest showings for cartoons, man? That's weird. You'd think that they would, uh, maybe for people like me, because there was always crowded, because they do make good films, but... Yeah, I guess there is kind of a market for that. This, uh, speaking, <laughs> I told this story the other day to a buddy, and I don't think I've ever told it on here, and that's why it's on the top of my head, but it relates to what we're talking about. Uh, and uh, I, I don't mean to talk about shitty parenting, but uh, listener, you make your own judgment on this. When I was uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, my buddy Baxter and I decided to go see Bad Santa again. Billy Bob Thornton. He was in the remake of whatever, and now he's in he's in Bad Santa. So we we, we decided to go see Bad Santa, and we we didn't have day jobs. We had weirdly scheduled jobs. We had jobs, but they were catch as catch can. You know, it wasn't like a nine to five thing to pay yeah. the bills. It was so sometimes you'd have a day off just randomly, and I don't know if this was a Tuesday or Wednesday or a Monday, but it was. A, a weekday, and we decided to go see like the 10 a.m. or noon showing of Bad Santa. Yeah. Uh, figuring that not many people would be in an R rated movie during the week, during the day. And we were right. Uh, we bought our tickets, and I, the, the guy at the counter didn't say anything, but then you take it to the next guy who tears the tickets. Right. When we handed our tickets to him, he just went, Hey, Shaq's in there. We're like, What? He goes, Shaq's oh, in that's the theater. cool. And so we're like, all right. So we go walking in, and you know, you walk down the, the, the side of the stadium seating, so it's just this hallway, and then you turn into the theater proper and look for your look for a seat. Shaq was sitting with like three or four kids, two, three, or four kids, sort of near the top row, and uh, the kids were inappropriate age for bad Santa <laughs> easily. So we just sort of looked at him. He, he looked at us. I, we just sort of nodded like, you know, you're Shaquille O'Neal. Um, not going to come bother you. Just going to give you your space. Acknowledge that you are you. We do recognize you. And then we just sat down a ways from him and then watched the movie. And it was just, I don't want to say awkward, but it was funny awkward to be watching bad Santa. And every time something would happen that was inappropriate, like, you're not going to shit right for a week all i could think of was uh, shack's back there with a couple of his kids that look to be like 10 years old that's <laughs> amazing just like what are you thinking <laughs> i used to watch raunchy movies like that when i was a kid and i i, I turned out fine it was it, it's fine it's way better dude it's way better than the comedies in the 80s you go back and watch those now and it's like dude every punchline is like 
not not like a rape joke, but men literally sexually assaulting women. <laughs> and it's like, what what is this, man? Like uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh my god! Uh, Animal House, Porky's, all of that. They're they're committing. They're not like, oh, I'm going to crack a joke about sex crimes. They're they're committing sex crimes, you know. And it's like that was that was the bit. I remember seeing Revenge of the Nerds in the theater, and even back then thinking. There's something wrong here. Like, like the, the, the panty raid is one thing, but the sure. setting up of cameras is another. And I just remember sort of feeling creepy about it. Like, I, I get what they were doing, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah. But I, I'll go a different way with Revenge of the Nerds. The thing that always bothered me is back then they did not have, I guess, what would be described as micro cameras or hidden cameras. If you remember that film, they had a drill with an extended bit on it that put a huge hole in the ceiling. And then they put this telescopic camera through the ceiling. That So you're telling me, not only did these women get sexually violated, they're not going to get their security deposit back? That's fucked. That's just two saying, crimes. This camera was the size of a can of Pringles. Yeah. And then they're watching the screen, and I'm like, there is no way anyone would walk into a room and not see this big fucking security camera in the corner of their wall like sure if if they had fiber optics back then maybe they could have said hey uh one of the nerds invented this tiny camera but no they put this can of pringles through the ceiling and it's so obvious that, that i'm like this is so fake sure there's a sex crime happening here but it's also fake it's also a not realistic sex crime and i take issue with that yeah yeah it's just it just wasn't a good bit all around. I, I I can I can imagine the writers sitting around the table, and there was one guy who was just normal about that, and was like, "Listen, I don't think we should put this in here. I think we should just have the jokes where these guys are getting shot down, and and you know they're getting wedgies and stuff, and it, it it's already funny. Then then they come back and they get their revenge. It's like, no, no." The heroes have to be committing sex crimes against women who uh, their crime was well not fucking these guys, <laughs> and so it's like, wait, no, every everybody else insisted on it, and that yep. guy was like, okay, and they they fired him, they fucking fired him. <laughs> well, it gets worse than that. I'm just remembering now, and again, I remember sitting in the theater, and I still like the movie. I own it on DVD, but I still cringe. There is an actual rape in Revenge of the Nerds when. The one guy uh, puts on the, the, the jock's Darth Vader mask. Oh, yeah. 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 The, the girl goes to her boyfriend like, hey, I'm all horny. Let's go have sex. And he's like, you're like a goat. And she wanders off pouting. So the nerd grabs the Darth Vader max, mask and then goes and fucks her. That's rape. That is flat out yeah, rape. Not not in the eighties. That was considered a a uh, like third degree identity theft. That was like a misdemeanor <laughs> against the guy. I know. And then the worst part about it is uh, after after it's done, she's like, "Oh my god, are all you nerds as good at sex as you are?" Like that to me, that blew my fucking mind. The message that sent. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if I fucked a woman and she didn't know it was me, that if I fucked her good, she wouldn't go. Oh, well, I guess it's okay now. You know, all's well that ends well. I had an orgasm, so that makes it okay. That's pretty shitty messaging. Kinda yeah, like, if um, I'd like to think that if my girlfriend thought she was sleeping with me and it ended up being like a really nerdy physics major, she'd be annoyed about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least slightly annoyed. Um, yeah. 
Animal House is a mix for me because you talk about most sexual- of it's a good movie, but there's there's weird parts that really didn't age well in that. Well, there are some that I think actually were very progressive for their time. I got in a fight with someone online who talked about the angel and the devil scene when the girl passes out and, you know, he, she, the, when uh, um, uh, Pinto ends up with hands full of toilet paper because she's stuffed her bra and he's looking yeah. at her and she's laying there passed out. I think that scene was progressive for its time because back then nobody was talking about date rape. It, like you just said, it was considered third-degree assault. It wasn't that bad. Like, oh, she passed out. She wanted it. She was drunk. Uh, you know, they nobody knew what consent was, and they say, oh, right, ho- so so I get you. So he's he's trying to co- commit good old-fashioned statutory no, no, rape. No, knock it off. And Don't then, interrupt and then with then a shitty joke. A stop, 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 stop. And he decides to pull the plug on the situation. That's the thing. Yes, nobody was doing that back then, and he had a legitimate angel-devil argument, and the angel won. And that to me is better messaging than if you put on a Darth Vader mask and fuck a woman, she's going to fall in love with you. I mean, they were dealing with a situation that was happening, and they showed the correct outcome. They showed if this girl is passed out, no, you don't take advantage of her. And back then, since it wasn't be talk- being talked about, you probably had guys that were conflicted. You probably had good people who weren't conflicted who would just say, ooh, she's passed out, you don't do that, that's inappropriate and wrong. But you probably had enough guys who would say, all right, well, I'm just going to finish. Because it wasn't being talked about back then. It was always wrong. But he wrong. was still trying to fuck a 16-year-old. Well, no, that's where it gets bad, is at the end of the film, you don't know she is, and it's worse than 16. At that point in the film, you do not know she is 13. So at the end, when well, they are 13. on the football field, and she goes, and they're getting undressed, and she and he goes, uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't get any beer or something. She, and she says, that's all right, I'm only 13. And he, there's this look of shock on his face. That, oh, he didn't know that at the time. Okay, right, he fair didn't enough, know. And then the enough. movie, at the end of the movie, she's like, Dad, I got to introduce you to my boyfriend. We need to get married, which means they had sex. That's the wrong part. When he's in the sleeping bag with her and she goes, I'm only 13, that's when he runs screaming across the field. That's when he does the 40 in three seconds flat. And like all the NFL scouts are there going, Who's this kid? You know, he looks skinny and white, but we need him on the team as a running back. Like that is the fucked up part. She says, I'm 13. And then five minutes later, she says, Dad, we have to get married. And you're like, Oh, that's gross. So the first scene I give credit to because they sat in a writer's room and said, hey, if a girl passes out, you shouldn't have sex with her, but we should have an argument. There's a little bit of dialogue there. And I think what kids today do not like is the dialogue. They say, you just shouldn't touch her. And it's true. You shouldn't touch her. But back then it wasn't being talked about. The writers uh, had a discussion and came out with the, the, the correct response, unlike the people in uh, Revenge of the Nerds who said, hey, set up cameras and uh, oogle women and, and rape them. So, yeah, that's true. They had a devil on one shoulder, and on the other shoulder was two devils. And they were like, <laughs> let's do something even worse than that first devil wants to do. Exactly. <laughs> Or they just had uh, one devil and another devil, and the one devil said, uh, hey, you should put on that Darth Vader mask and go rape her. And then he turned to his other shoulder, and the guy said, yeah, no, she's hot. Go do it. So <laughs> Then we should put cameras there for after we leave. Uh, but, I mean, this what I'm about to say is horrible. As, as, as much as I cringed and uh, do at the time and still agree that setting the cameras up was a little too far for that movie, it did create the classic line, we've got Bush. We've got Bush when Booger is uh, oh, I watching. Oh, about that. Oh, yeah. Booger is. And then the, the, um, the redheaded character, the, the nerd, he has an orgasm or whatever. <laughs> and it's just funny because he's sitting there watching, and all of a sudden he screams, 
and then God, looks at his I crotch. I don't even remember that part. It's been so long since <laughs> I saw the movie. He man. screams and looks at his crotch like he doesn't know what just happened because he had an <laughs> orgasm. So it's a horrible, cringeworthy scene, but it also contains comedy that is funny, but it's wrong on every level. The 80s were a weird time. I agree. The 80s were a horrible, weird time. That's true, and that's why I would argue that uh, taking your kid to bad Santa, not that bad. It's raunchy jokes about consensual sex with between uh, uh, adults, you know? In that's the butt. In, in the butt. In the, in the butt. In, in, a, in a department store dressing room. In a department still, store dressing consensual room. consensual adults. So I, I'm, I'm down with it. Plus, um, being a kid, being Shaq's kid, and hearing uh, anything on Bad Santa is not nearly as disturbing as hearing your own father on his podcast claim that he thinks the earth is flat. That, that so, is true. <laughs> could be worse. Plus, Bad Santa, a very progressive movie, because they had a little person who is an African-American who is a bad guy. And in today's political climate, if you have a little person, he probably has to be a hero because you can't pick on little people or use them as bad guys. Back then, it was like, you know what? People are people. Little person, white person, black person. No, I think you can use them as bad guys, but they they just can't be... like weak or stupid or like he was tough yeah he was tough he was tough he was like a gangster i mean he was just he he was he was a character i'm saying that today they go so far as to say don't belittle anyone you're punching down you're using this guy as a punchline you're using him as a joke back then it was like he just he's a little person so he decided to use it to his advantage he said all right i'll dress up as an elf and dance for you idiots but at the same time i'm smarter than you because i am scoping out your store and i'm gonna rob you fucking blind so right, it was, it was right. kind of a well-rounded character. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was a good character. But I, I do think it was wrong that Scarlett Johansson tried to play a little person. You know what I'm saying? Like in, <laughs> in the Bad Santa sequel. That was a little over the top. Was it? I, I didn't see the Bad Santa sequel. Did she really? I thought you were making a joke. She, Scarlett Johansson played the, the little person. No, I was making a joke. Oh, okay. That absolutely did not happen. Because, yeah, you were playing off her playing a transgender. And uh, yeah, as, yeah. as you and I called it months and months ago, guess what movie never got made? The transgender rights movie, like she was supposed to play a a transgender person that was going to champion transgender rights, and certain people, a minority of people, got uh, got butthurt like they do and said, this is wrong, and now the movie that would have championed their rights and shown them in a good light and presented them to a wide audience who might say, oh, you know, transgender people are people too, they didn't get to see that film. Uh, it sucks and because I would, I would bet dollars to donuts that it was it was barely any actual transgender people that were upset by that. It I was, was probably just a say bunch that. of just cisgender, short-haired women in Brooklyn um, who were trying to prove that they're the most woke people out of their friend group and and going after this movie. And it's like congratulations, now it's not getting made. So what what, what did you want to do? You know, what did you want them to do? They wanted an A list or a B list or something, and they just they, they don't have any transgender A-listers or B-listers unless you want every transgender role played by Caitlyn Jenner. And that's going to be fucking weird. And I agree with you. That's exactly what I was just going to say is I do not think the LGBT community at large organized and said no Scarlett Johansson. I think it's another case of uh, a a tiny fraction of, like you say, uh, uh, woke people and maybe a small fraction of the LG, you know, a tiny, but where we are in society today is we listen to the smallest, loudest voice, and it makes no sense. Right, well, because I would, I would imagine that, I mean, actual trans people are dealing with actual issues of transphobia, not 
Not not Scarlett Johansson playing in a fucking movie. That's not. It's not. It, you know. It from what I read, it wasn't a movie that was like belittling the trans community. It was sort of like a Dallas Buyers Club or a Philadelphia or something like that. You know, it was. Um, it was shedding light on it and 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 portraying it in, in a in a realistic and powerful way. It's like I would I would think that would be a good thing for the for the community. But then I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not in the trans community, so maybe I'm wrong. Well, neither am I, and maybe I am wrong. Uh, but if I am, it goes to a joke I made back then, and I stand by. You know, only transgender people should play transgender roles. Okay, only doctors should pretend to be doctors. The entire cast of Grey's Anatomy should be fired because they're not real doctors and nurses. It's acting. All right, it's acting. Right. Uh, I think there's a difference between acting and blackface. To say that, oh, we can't hire an African-American actor for this African-American role, let's put a white person in blackface, that's wrong. I think everybody can say that's wrong. But when it comes to a gay person pretending to be straight for a role, or a straight person pretending to be gay for a role, or anyone pretending to be a doctor or a race driver, you know, Tom Cruise... Right. Actually, he is a race driver, not professional, but I was going to use him as an example in, uh, in Days of Thunder, but I think he did like to race cars back then. Not professionally, sure. but either way, it's it's acting. The whole point is you are developing a character, so what are you going to do? Well, yeah, and I mean, it's it's it's. I'm glad you mentioned the, the blackface comparison because that's sort of what, I mean, the people that were complaining about it we're saying and it's like yeah but there's not there's certainly a history of transphobia there's not like a, a black face is fucked up because of like like minstrel shows there, there was like a whole category of that you know and and that that just wasn't there that wasn't a thing you know for for like there, there wasn't a, like like a transgender minstrel show going on back right in the day. yeah blackface was designed to belittle degrade and mock Whereas right, right. this movie was a 180 of that. It was developed off, I believe, a true-to-life story that was supposed to champion and empower and bring light to a situation. And I think in cases like that, and again, someone could tell me I'm wrong, that it would behoove a community to get someone like a Scarlett Johansson to bring attention to a product so that a wider audience sees it and then goes, huh, Maybe my perceptions about this community have been wrong. When you could get you could get like actual trans actors and actresses or whatever in the supporting know, cast. Play. In his party, yeah, and then, and now that that gets some that that gets some some ink on him, you know, that gets some press, that gets some notoriety, that gets you know, and, and you're sort of you're sort of um, you're furthering their career to where in the future, yeah, maybe there will be a lister. You know, absolutely transgender actors and actresses. So, like, that's that's how you get there. You know, not by just shouting everything down. And now the movie's not getting made. Or, if you really have to do it the way you want to do it, then the budget goes from twenty million to you know five hundred thousand, and you make right, the exactly. smallest independent yeah. film, and you put it in Sundance, and nobody sees it. And you made your you made your film, but then it's an uphill battle from there. Seven people wearing berets saw the movie, loved it. <laughs> Smoking and thin cigarettes. Yes. Oh, uh, before I forget, you said something that sent me sideways. You mentioned the Dallas Buyers Club, and that had Matthew McConaughey in it, and that reminded me, holy shitballs. I know that I am five years too late on this. 
Um, five years ago, I, I'm just using five years in as it could be three years. I have no idea actually how long, but several years ago, everybody in the world was talking about this, and I just sort of went, huh, all right, I paid attention, but I didn't have HBO back then. Yeah. On Monday, I started watching the Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson TV show, True Detective, season one. I tore through it in three days. Have you ever seen it? No, I have it. It's on HBO. Absolutely recommend it to you. I'll to check it out. All our listeners. Uh, I told Lydia about it. I said it was funny. Monday night, Lydia and I, my wife, usually watch TV together. We pick a program, and then it's one of those things where you know, okay, we don't watch it without the other one. And then she picks a program she wants to watch on her own. And on Monday night, I said, "Hey, you're going to bed. Uh, do you have an interest in True Detective or Game of Thrones? We need something new to watch. I need something to watch on my own. Which one do you want me to wait for you?" And she said, uh, "Either's fine." And Game of Thrones is so long that I'm like, well, True Detective is only eight episodes, season one. I'll start it. I burned through it in three days. And the next morning I said, hey, I watched two episodes of True Detective. You need to watch this. So I left for Cuyahoga Falls on Wednesday. Um, We are recording this on May 4th. So on Wednesday, May 1st, I left for Ohio. Last night, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Lydia tore through all eight episodes. She she watched one on Wednesday because I told her to, and when I was finishing it up, she was. Both of us tore through the entire season separately on our own in one week. It in three days actually. Nice. I cannot. It it. I'm, I don't want to tell you anything about it, but I remember years ago everybody saying you need to watch True Detective, and I said all right. I don't have HBO. I'm going to make a mental note. Watch True Detective. And it is fantastic. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but I'm just going to say it's fantastic. It lives up to the hype. It's one of those few things where the hype, uh, the the reality matches the hype. But are the true detectives played by true detectives? Otherwise, I will not watch it because oh, that is not what. Oh, God weird. damn it. They used actors again. Son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah. Well, now we need to go on, uh, I don't know, uh, the presidential... Uh, what is that? If you get enough signatures, the president will address it. Uh, so let's yep. start. Uh, the president must condemn true detective uh, sign form. No, I think Trump would be okay with this. Yeah, probably. All right. I didn't send you any news stories, and we've just. Oh, been... real quick, man. Speaking yeah, of Woody ahead. Harrelson, I saw. Um, he's, he's got a movie on Netflix with Kevin Costner called you uh, The Highwaymen. Yeah. Did we? Yeah, we Shit. talked about it a couple weeks ago, and I told you that Lydia watched it and said I need to watch it, and unfortunately, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Oh, it's fucking I great. I was going to watch it, uh, it's but great. It's, uh, it's, say the name again. I forgot the name. The, the Highwaymen? Uh, Highwaymen. Yeah. Yeah. He and Costner are fantastic in it, according to Lydia and you. It's amazing. All right. A uh, couple news stories. I didn't send you anything, because the, there's so much going on with Trump and Mueller that we usually don't talk that stuff because everyone else is, so we'd like to talk yeah, different yeah. stories. Uh, I found this one. Uh, this this is a this one is sort of amusing. Coachella was a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. I don't have the actual date in front of me, but after Coachella ended, <laughs> herpes uh, spiked in the area in in every surrounding area by Coachella. Uh, cases of herpes shot through the roof. <laughs> so so hippies be fucking and they don't be using condoms. You know that I mean. To be fair, it'd be, it'd be it'd, it's not that shock. It'd be shocking if it went down somehow, you know. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure how that way. would happen. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, what are you, what are you going to do, man? You're going to you're going to go to there and be celibate. It's not a bunch of Mormons going there. Nope, of course it went up. <laughs> it's a bunch of hippies. 
All right. I, I hope I hope they have protests in the. Is it always in the same place, Coachella? Yeah, it's always in. Uh, is it Indio, California? I already clicked off the link. I just liked the headline, so I didn't really follow through on the story. It just the story itself just said that uh, in the three days following Coachella. Um, San Diego, Los Angeles, and and all surrounding communities. Uh, there's a website that uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's uh, doiaveherpes.com, something like that. And traffic shot through the roof in every area surrounding Coachella. That's how they people were asking <laughs> asking if they had herpes. And a lot you know, of the, I actually I am I am the founder and uh, and and CEO administrator of of. Do I have herpes.com? All it is is a website where it, it just you you type it in, you hit enter, and then a big banner that comes up that says if you are clicking on this website, then yeah, about a ninety eight percent chance you do have herpes. Uh, <laughs> if you have you to know, ask, the answer is yes. Yes, always yes. You remind me of a uh, uh, I can't remember the comedian's name. His name, his first name was Mark. I can't think of his last name. There was a comedian that I, I... We're going back over a decade. But this comedian... And I remember it. It was when I lived... Uh, there, was a, there was a billboard uh, on a highway between Milwaukee and Chicago that was pretty famous because uh, just of what it was. It, you drive, uh, and, and it said, Impotent, and there was a question mark and an 800 number. And everybody knew the impotent uh, billboard. And this comedian had a joke. He said, yeah, I, I, that, that billboard, it says impotent with a question mark and an 800 number. I, uh, I called the 800 number. It was just a woman laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's a pretty goddamn solid joke right there. Yep, yep. Uh, all right. Did, th- this, this is a news story that was, it hit and then went away. And I thought it would be something maybe bigger. But did you see the... Donald Trump approved a payment of $2 million to North Korea for the medical care of Otto Warmbier, the the kid that North Korea beat to death? Yeah, yeah. How did that not become big news? Like, I I saw the first story, which was North Korea demands payment for health care they provided for Otto Warmbier. And I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking bold. You beat this kid to death, and then you say, yeah, we beat him to death, but then we put him in a hospital. Who's going to pay the hospital bill? And then the next day, it's like, yeah, Trump approved a payment to to North Korea for beating this kid to death. And we've made slight fun of the situation, uh, possibly inappropriately so, but, uh, you know, making jokes like who goes to vacation for North Korea and who gets drunk and starts stealing things in North Korea. You make a series of bad decisions, but... Holy fuck. I mean, that is, it was bold of North Korea to ask. And the fact that Trump authorized a payment and it's not huge news, I'm not sure how that happened. Well, I mean, I kind of see it both ways. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little fucked up to pay him for that. But then again, I don't think he was looking at it like, oh, I'm going to pay them for doing us this kind service. It was like, okay, if this is the only way to get him back, we just want to get the kid back. That's that's objective number one. Well, I mean, look, I, at, I, look at Obama. T- I, I mean, didn't is, the payment is, is happen that any recently? Worse than it happened after over the fucking fact. Taliban leaders to get uh, get what's his dick back. Well, I, I'm I'm thinking. I don't I don't think it was a you pay two million dollars you get auto back. I think this happened recently. Like he cleared the two because Trump was Trump president when auto happened, or was that an Obama thing? 
I, that was under Trump. That, that was that was. I recently. can't remember how recent it is because I have the IQ of uh, a potato. You know, that was when he got kidnapped. I don't think or arrested. Whatever. Okay, he I died in twenty seventeen. So over Trump absolutely would have been president. Yeah. But, yeah, he's he's. This was this was within a, a couple years, I think. Okay, uh, all, all so longer. you are. It, it, what I am reading or thinking is that this payment just happened. You are suggesting that maybe it was sort of a tit for tat, like all right, you yes. pay two million and that, we get that it back. That was the way I read the article. Okay, um, fair and enough. And if that's if that's the case, and it's like, yeah, you got to get him back. I mean, it's just like. Uh, um, I, I don't think that $2 million to the federal government is necessarily that big a deal. It's more of the principle of the thing. Right. No, I, I, I have no problem deal. with the amount. Yeah, yeah. What is a big deal is uh, Obama handing over a bunch of Taliban leaders to to the Taliban in exchange for Bill Bergdahl. Now, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have done that. you got to get the kid back. I mean, that's the most important thing. Yeah. But... It, it just like the the right criticized Obama for doing that. If the left left criticizes Trump for giving two million dollars to get the kid back, it's a it's a bit hypocritical, and it's it, I would argue it's less of a big deal than um, handing over a bunch of like Taliban leaders. Actually, I kind of agree with it when you when you when you point out that uh, other side of it that you I I, I have no pushback. I have zero pushback. Well, but to be fair, you were you read it to where like he just recently did yeah, it. I did. Yeah, that was. And, so and I was... even like if, if he just recently did it, and it was some part of some diplomatic thing to fucking disarm their nuclear weapons and stuff. I I, I would sort of get that too. Yeah, it could I be considered say, hey, a sideways gonna... bribe. Here's some money. Yeah. Don't build nukes. You can say it's for auto. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean. I, they're they're criticizing the guy because they're oh he's buddy buddy with Kim Jong Il. Look at this! Like oh shut up! Obama did the same thing with fucking uh, what's his prick in in Iran. You know, and and the, the Republicans tried to oh he's pro Iran. He's he gave them a bunch of money. Well, first of all, he didn't give them any money. He just unfroze their assets. Yes, and yes, second that of is all, true. the most important thing is just have is getting them to denuclearize. You know, and and if. I, it's not going to happen all at once. The other side in, in both situations was like, he should have just waved his big red, white, and blue dick in the guy's face and made him give up all of his nukes, you know? And it's like, <laughs> that's not, it's, it's a negotiation. It's diplomacy. Yeah. It doesn't happen all at once. That's not going to happen, the dick waving. And it's funny, though, because uh, yesterday in the news was the up uh, oh, there still testing missiles, you know? Right. So right. It's, it's, it's funny that. Uh, Every time there is a meeting, it's, oh, at least he's meeting with him. At least he's making progress. And then it turns right around and mm, not really so much. You know, Kim Jong is doing the same thing he's always done. But I'm not well, saying what Trump is doing is wrong. I think he should meet with him. I think it's great. I think it's, you know, I just don't think there should be all this credit given for, oh, he solved everything. No, well, he no. had a meeting. There's negotiations and that's good. Exactly. But don't give credit where it's not due yet. Yeah, you have you have both the right and the left who I think are fucking wrong every time they open their mouths about the, the Trump meeting because the right will sit there and go, Trump is is completely denuclearizing North Korea and he's killing it with these meetings, you know, and it's like, well, no, he's just meeting with the guy. I mean, not a whole lot's getting done about it, but you can't really expect it to that quick. I mean, nothing has really ever gotten done about it, and then the left is going. He shouldn't be meeting with 
Kim Jong-il, if, if he, or Kim Jong-un, if he is, he should be telling him to fuck off, and um, I can't believe this, he's selling out his own country for Kim Jong-un, and it's like, no, he's, he's not, it's, it's, he's meeting with this guy, it's a diplomatic thing, and I will even say, I don't think Trump has much to do with this at all, I think this has more to do with uh, China backing the UN sanctions against North Korea because that's never happened until now and they're their only allies and when they're only allies who are a giant world superpower are starting to tell them to fuck off now they got to start to listen to the UN and so that's I think that's what's bringing them in with, with South Korea and starting to talk peace is you, you, you don't have your big butt well, they're sort of like that little toady in A Christmas Carol and and China's the big red bully, and the big red bully is starting to fucking be like, hey, quit being a little dick, Tony. Now Tony's got to listen all of a sudden. That is true. All right, um, I said, like I said, not much uh, that I that I did as far as news stories. Is there anything you want to talk about? How did your uh, show go on Monday? Your your um, the la- the. Uh, was it a raise fundraiser, right? A charity? Oh, it was great, man. Yeah, yeah. It went great. I was so fucking bummed, though, because they uh, there was a nice camera set up in the back. And uh, I, I hate every, every fucking video that gets made of me. I end up hating it. But this set went great. And I was like, oh, this would be cool. I got some Game of Thrones shit, you know, that's the, the shelf life's going to be up on that, you know. And um, just the, the whole 10 minutes fucking went great. And then the SIM card was not in the camera right or was full oh, or something. So, that yeah, uh yeah. I'm I'm hanging with our buddy Travis Bales uh this week. Yeah. And uh that happened to him last night too. He set his camera up and uh started recording his sets and he got off stage and he's like, Oh, my uh, memory card is full and I have no idea where it cut off. So Yeah, it was it was a packed comedy club man and I, I got none of it. Well that is a bummer. Yeah. All right. Uh I have uh one last thing and it's good news, bad news. Um, the, the, the good news is, uh, I got a message and, uh, I'll read it verbatim. Um, I will, there, there are no commas in it. And I, I, this is, this is the message I got. You, sir, are an asshole and a poor writer for not checking facts before attacking the Girl Scout. And I'm like, oh, what Girl Scout? Well, that's what I'm saying is last week you and I talked about the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts and whatever. I'm like, hey, we got some we got some hate mail. And then the bad news is uh, this was actually an attack on me, not us. Uh, I got the message for something I had written several months, if not two years ago. About, oh, about then Girl I was going to say, I, might have, I, I, I agree with him then. Good, good, good call person. <laughs> Just bashing, bashing Timbal and not me. <laughs> well, we were Keep talking, doing the Lord's work out there. We were talking about uh, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and, uh, oh, Kat uh, had messaged me and said that we were getting it wrong we need to we we haven't been able to have our uh, a buddy cat uh background cat on who looks things up when we're too stupid to uh because we've, we've had conflicting schedules but she did message me and say that we were getting that situation wrong so we need to find time to get cat on and tell us how we are wrong okay uh but the thing i wrote about the girl scouts very quickly that i got bashed for um they farm out the making yeah. of girl scout cookies i don't know if i talked about this on here ever they, the Girl Scouts is an organization, but they're not a bakery. So people bid. What, you mean it's not actual 10 year olds in a basement baking cookies? <laughs> I know. It's like, what the fuck? You're not the teaching fuck? them There's skills. no child labor going into these cookies? There, and there should be. If they're not earning a trade, if they're not learning a trade, how will they live life, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, oh, but oh, I just read. It turns out they were, um, they were outsourcing it to Nike. There's plenty of child labor going on with these cookies. It's fine. We're good. 
the cookies are still delicious. So people, so baking companies bid on the rights to uh, put the Girl Scout name on cookies, and then the Girl Scouts sell them. But here's here's my problem: is a couple of years ago, uh, uh, the baker that bid for the rights to sell Girl Scouts, they changed contractors, they changed whatever. Um, started making really shitty cookies and i exchanged a couple boxes and then i wrote to the girl scouts and said hey uh, first world problem in the grand scheme of things what i am writing about is absolute nothing i'm writing about yucky cookies there are real problems going on in life racism sexism homophobia and i'm writing about cookies i get that. did you really have to preempt it with that i, mean, I do because i feel guilty that i'm complaining about cookies i should live my life and get on with it but they were bad well, yeah, but you're you're complaining about cookies to people that sold you cookies all right <laughs> it's not like it's not like if you did an open letter to the girl scout you know like like the the the, the week of of a mass shooting, uh, I mean, yeah, you'd look like a bit of a dick. But this is a, this is a closed le- letter sealed in the envelope, sent to them. They make cookies. It's so what were you going to get a letter back from the girl scout going? Why are you writing about this when there's children dying in Africa? You know what I mean? Like it's it would they, they look like dicks. I absolutely love that you have my back on that and put it into perspective, but I did feel guilty, like I'm complaining about cookies, even if it was. So here's the deal. I took pictures of them. The, the, the Thin Mints I bought were gray and pallid, and if you tried to break them and snap them, instead of snapping, they crumbled. They fell apart. They were just horrible. Okay. And I said, hey, I just want to bring... And it was three batches. Like, I got a batch and said, ooh, this isn't good. I think I just got a bad batch. So they said, what's the batch number? Or my, the, the people I bought them from said, yeah, we'll, we'll replace them. We're sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm complaining about cookies and then it was the next one and the next one and so i stopped talking i just went straight to the girl scouts and said hey what's going on with your cookies and they wrote back and said uh we're we're sorry you had bad cookies but not our fault contact the baker and i'm like if you're allowing your name to be put on something you might I mean, you're supposed to be teaching young girls life lessons and owning up to something, a product that has your name on it might be something like you're just passing the buck. I get it. You didn't make them, but you are licensing them. So maybe take a little responsibility for them. And the baker didn't care. They're just like, yeah, here's a refund of six bucks. I'm like, I don't want six dollars. I want tasty, delicious cookies. And so I wrote this. I wrote a blog saying, what a weird thing for the Girl Scouts to do is just pass the buck. And then I get this email saying, you, sir, are an asshole and a poor writer for not checking facts before attacking the Girl Scout. Well, oh, wait, I, so you did, you did write an open letter about cookies the week of a mass shooting. Never mind. You should have preempted the blog with uh, that. Which is, is every week. <laughs> sure, but the, the sure. thing is, uh, not checking facts. Well, I have an email from the Girl Scout organization saying the cookies that have our name on them are not our responsibility. And I have emails from the baker saying, yeah, we don't give a fuck that we made bad cookies. We'll just give you your money back. So... I kind of did fact check a woman who wrote me calling me an asshole. Uh, So again, it's kind of sad that you and I talked about the Girl Scouts and uh, we didn't get slammed for it, except for my cat. That's why the Girl Scouts should go the route of the Boy Scouts and go with popcorn. It's hard to fuck up popcorn. I don't care who the hell's making it. (laughs) Well, you can burn it. So That's true. As long as they don't burn it, they're fine. Yep. All right, uh, kids, thanks for listening. If uh, you want to call us for an asshole for anything we did, uh, please write a uh, poorly worded message to us, an email, just like this one was, and uh, complain away. And we, we accept complaints. We accept compliments. We accept corrections. Uh, we accept astute listener Dan, who points out that uh, Jake used the Mighty Ducks, who used uh, the, the Bad News Bears, 
in, in a bit. So, all right, jakevevra.com, nathantimmel.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for leaving nice reviews, and thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends. Later. Thank you.